0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 223 with our review of Pain and Gain. I'm Christopher Schneezy.
1: I'm Carson Patrick.
0: And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, Carson Patrick and I dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases, television shows, and web series from the past week and beyond. Each week, you're going to get a couple different episodes. Uh, First off, you're going to get some reviews. Uh, This week, we just have a review of Pain and Gain. Uh, then you'll get a trailer talk segment where we discuss some of the trailers that have hit the internet recently, and then a what we've been watching segment where we discuss all the things we've been watching outside of the podcast. How are you doing tonight, Carson?
1: Uh, tired. How about you? You're, 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 you said you had something to, uh, to contribute to our banter other than ask you about the weather <laughs> or, you know, tire sickness, health, something like that.
0: Yeah, I have a little, a, a little story and then a warning um, about how this episode is going to go. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, so I got into the house about the time that uh, Carson and I were supposed to... I'm, I'm now speaking to the audience, but i um, telling you the story also. So I arrived at my house, rushed into the studio. I text Carson, yo, I just got home. I'm setting up. I'll be on momentarily. And then as I turn around... I see like the tail end of something go like creepy crawly underneath my couch in in <laughs> my studio slash room. Uh oh. Um so I quickly grab something and try to like fling it under there real fast to like maybe catch the end of it and snag it out so that I can find it and kill it. Um and of course no dice, nothing comes out. So I pop up the of course. I pop up the thing, um the, the recliner part and then dive underneath it, but by then, it's just missing, and it's gone, and, uh, you know, if, if this was a normal studio, uh, you know, that wouldn't be such a big deal, because, you know, eventually, it would just die and disappear, or find its way out, or I'd eventually find it and be able to squish and kill it, and everything would be good, but unfortunately, my, uh, st- my studio doubles as my bedroom, and... Because of the way I've chosen to, you know, design the interior uh, of my room, it's more suited towards being a studio than it is towards being an actual bedroom, so I don't have a bed in my room. I just sleep on a mattress on the floor, which I bring out at night, Um, so somewhere in my room is some creepy crawler thing that I have no idea where it went, and... Yes, I'm recording this podcast with my skin crawling because I know that thing's here and I don't want to go to sleep (laughs) until I've killed this thing. (laughs) So uh, when I text Carson, I was like, okay, it'll be like, I'll be on like two minutes. Um, And then I proceeded to for 15 minutes, move my couch and like open things up and try to find this thing and I can't find it. What?
1: So you, you say creepy crawly, you say like roach or spider?
0: It's not a roach. It's not a spider, it's something else that I've never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an alien. <laughs> it's uh,
1: it's a bug that's going to get in your system. It's like something
0: that might wear an Edgar suit. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: uh yeah, well that's how it always happens, man. They they show up, you try and kill it and they like crawl into like a crevice or something. You never see it again.
0: I know, but I don't want that crevice to be part of my body.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Like it's not like that happened to me. Like I, there was a roach in my bathroom, and uh, I tried to swat it, and I did, but it crawled under the bath mat. But when I flipped up the bath mat, it was gone, and I was just like, I guess it went into the wall. Like I never saw it again. So yeah,
0: all I know, I is it, know. It's, it's freaking <laughs> me out. And and there is a there's a high likelihood that at some point into this podcast, you will suddenly hear. A bunch of cursing and a lot of shrieking.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of, a lot of I... girly shrieking.
0: A lot of girly shrieking, and then a lot of smacking of things. And uh, I may or may not come back.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, gotta get gotta get a pump, dude. No, like seriously, is you gotta you... you gotta smash it with a weight.
0: You know, you know, in Star Wars, when they fall inside the trash compactor, <laughs> <and> then, like <laughs> you just see the tail end of the thing swimming through all the trash. Yeah, yeah. It was sort of like that moment for me, where it's like I, I saw something. I don't know what it was, but I know what it wasn't.
1: Brush past your leg. No,
0: seriously, dude. If you, if you hear high pitched shrieking and wailing, that's <laughs> that's what happened.
1: Uh, man, Chris really liked this movie.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so that's that 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 was why we are now recording 40 minutes later than uh, I intended for us to start recording.
1: Oh, no. Well, hopefully it, uh, you know, is gone for good.
0: I'm just hoping that, like, it shows itself, like, as soon as we're done recording. and I can it, just it
1: never does. It. And then the, you get all those, like, crazy. Like, I, I hate when, you know, people bust out. I'm going to do it now to you. But if people have done it to me where they're like, well, you know, those statistics about, like you know, the human body eats like so many bugs like a year, like when you sleep. I'm yeah. just like I don't need to know these things. Like, ew.
0: I don't even. I'm not. I don't. I don't. Uh.
1: It's just like I don't want to even think about that. I don't either. So
0: we should stop thinking about it and get this episode going. Um, this week we are here to talk to review the film Pain and Gain. So uh, let's take a look at the trailer for this movie and then let everybody know what we thought. Uh, uh, I'm hot. I'm big. No! No! My name is Daniel Lugo, and I believe in fitness. All this began because it was time to push myself harder. Oh,
1: there you go! Yes!
0: Otherwise, I was looking at another 40 years of wearing sweatpants to work.
1: Mr. Dobo, are you currently using steroids?
0: I think they messed me up.
1: Don't worry. what so we specialize in here. Penis magic.
0: I'm a self-made man. I made a lot of money. Maybe yourself ought to spend some of it on a
1: salad. You know who invented salad? Poor people.
0: What's going on, DL? You ever just get tired of being where you are, Adrian? No. I kind of like it here. I mean, the weights are new. I mean, in life, man. When's the last time you paid your rent when it was due? I got a plan to change that. Where'd you do your time, pal? Up north. Are you fixed for a job now? You just can't kidnap a guy and take his things. That's so illegal. sure we can. Victor Kershaw is a criminal prick who deserves bad stuff to happen to him. We go through with this, nobody gets hurt, right? <laughs> oh man, we snatch him. There he is! We grab him, signs a few signatures. Ah! We give him a protein shake, you don't even know what happened. I watched a lot of movies, Paul. I know what I'm doing. The Sun-Jim gang has successfully acquired every asset you had. What happens now? Now I go to work. Good. It hurts. I know it does.
1: That's it. Get it. You
0: said no violence. And I meant it when I said it. I swear to God. I cannot kill. Duly noted. Look, when this is over, we'll all go camping. All right? Okay. All right, so Pain and Gain is the story of a group of bodybuilders who get way in over their heads as they attempt to kidnap and extort money from this guy who has a ton of it and is kind of a dickhole. Um, so, <laughs> Carson, what did you think of Pain and Gain?
1: Uh, well, I think I can officially say that uh, Michael Bay out Spring, breakered spring Breakers, uh, I think if we... Even if we don't agree on this movie, I think we can agree that uh, this would make a hell of a double feature with Spring Breakers. (laughs) I would love to see the Spring Breakers pain and gain crossover movie. (laughs) Alien and uh, Daniel Lugo. The Sun Sun Jim gang.
0: Daniel Lugo is trying to extort money from Alien.
1: From Alien, yeah oh man now there would be that's a movie that's like the Avengers of trash <laughs> that's just oh man what a ridiculous movie um I loved this movie I was completely entertained um I was through throughout the whole like from the second it opened till you know the second it ended I was completely on board I mean I was I was fascinated and, and, and shocked and, you know, I, I laughed at its ridiculousness, and its uh, dark humor. And uh, it's just crazy that this was, uh, you know, an actual true story. Like, I, and I, you know, I thought maybe, uh, you know, they took liberties with it. I, they clearly had to take something. And turns out um, they actually had to remove stuff because it was too crazy to be in this movie. Uh, I guess, like, even more crazy shit happened uh, in real life uh, than uh, than what they put in the movie. But, uh, I mean, I've heard a lot of people talk about how, oh, well, you know, there's just, like, nobody's likable in this film, and uh, the the actual story that it's based on is, like, a tragedy, and they're just kind of making fun of it or exploiting it, and... Or, you know, they turned it into a comedy. And, I mean, I I don't... First of all, I mean, I love movies. I think we can... From the movies that I've recommended on this uh, podcast, that, you know, as far as I've been on, like, I, I enjoy movies with completely unlikable... I mean, if it's done right, completely unlikable characters. They're always more interesting when they're just, like, weirdo scumbag people. Um... <laughs> And this movie is just... It's got them all, man. Like, uh the three leads. Wa- Mark Wahlberg is at his uh Marky Markiest. And uh he's just hilarious in this movie. And The Rock is great. Anthony Mackie. Like, these characters are so interesting and, like, so bizarre. And they're just so dumb. And, like, their actions are what make this movie entertaining and funny. And... Um, you know, like the, like, I just feel like, you know, yeah, like the guy that they're ripping off is also, like you said, he's a dickhole. Like, he's not likable either. <laughs> and, like, these guys, like, you kind of, like, feel for their situation, but you're, at the same time, you're like, no, they're doing, like, horrible things. And these people are just, these people are just, like, dumb criminals. And, uh, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's just so crazy that it actually happened. I mean, I was reading, um, we were uh, going over the articles. Like, I guess my girlfriend was skimming through the, the actual article that was written about these guys and, uh, All
0: right.
1: you know, stuff like, you know, in the movie, they show like them trying to kidnap the guy like three or four different times. Well, I guess in real life, it took them like eight times to actually kidnap him. Like these, these guys were just like, it was weird because like they, they seem very smart, especially the Lugo character. Like, And in the movie, you get the sense that, like, the guy is, like, he knows, he comes up with these, like, crazy schemes, and they actually, like, make a lot of sense, but then, (laughs) like... I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) Yeah, well, like, you know, like, he comes up with these plans that you're like, oh, okay, like, you know, this could actually work, but then, like, it either all goes horribly wrong, or they just can't execute it worth a damn. Like, it takes them forever to, you know, finally get through it, and, um... Yeah, like it's just it's so it's there's a lot of funny moments in this like dark funny but uh yeah and like the other thing is it's like I don't know like I just I feel like that the yeah like the the actual story was probably a lot more serious and morbid but uh you know I just I'd feel like these guys like were like this and you know I I've, I've heard the other thing that I I saw reviews say that, like, you know, Michael Bay just went, you know, they're like, oh, low on budget, but not on excessiveness. I'm like, but this was the whole story is about excess. Like, it's like that's all these guys, you know, want to be. That's what they want to revel in. Like they they're chasing their, you know, warped version of the American dream. And all it is to them is excess. They want like this guy's money so they can just, you know, be uh you know just crazy all the time i guess and like i think you know michael bay at his michael bayist is always uh the most entertaining i mean when he's you know working in this arena like i i think this is like a return to uh you know the crazy 90s r-rated michael bay that that you know i love i love you know like bad boys the rock like that kind of stuff like i I feel like this is just, you know, him being really entertaining. I mean, and this story really encompasses everything that Michael Bay loves in his films. I mean, you know, hot women, guns, strippers, fast cars, uh, black humor... And, uh, you know, he even throws in midgets. Like, I mean, it's got everything that he loves to put in his movies.
0: <laughs> Why was there randomly a midget in this movie?
1: <laughs> Crude humor, fat humor. Oh, it's, just, it's got it all. This is the most entertaining movie you will see this year. Uh, probably. I, I have a feeling that this is high up there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I I walked out of the theater going. I'm pretty sure this is this will be like on Carson's list of best (laughs) movies of the year. Oh, neon! Lots and
1: lots of of neon! Lots of awesome! Like just bright colors, crazy! uh, It looked good. The movie looked good. It was just like that's why I was like, man! Like Spring Breakers getting a run for its money. Well, like see, it's.
0: This is definitely as batshit crazy as Spring Breakers was, but this film actually has a narrative that makes sense and characters that are actually doing something where you can understand their motivations. And, um, you know, they are incompetent and just buffoons, but like (laughs) you at least understand the driving motivation and what they're trying to do and and, like the justification they initially start off with trying to um, figure out what's going on. And, uh, like, I did not like Spring Breakers as much as you did. Uh, and this film still is out there in that same way. Uh, but it, it, it is that much more fun than... than it, it's basically, like, if, if you took the craziness of Spring Breakers but actually made the movie fun and not just what the F am I looking at, um, you kind of yeah, have... Spring
1: Breakers is a little more depressing, even though... <laughs> and that's... Kind of weird to say, because the stuff in pain and gain is like way more crazy
0: it's it's crazier, but it's not like
1: it's it, done in a very energetic way,
0: yeah, but I mean like i I would argue it's not crazier. You have a lot less people being affected in what's happening in in uh, pain and gain than you do in what's happening in in uh spring breakers, and the weird. The fact of, like, the age of the girls and their supposed innocence at the start of that film and where it's going, I yeah. would argue, is much darker than a bunch of, like, really terrible people doing terrible things to each other. Yeah, um, adults. Yeah, <laughs> so it, it, it's different. But I think this film is really just, like, it is Michael Bay filmically filleting himself and just, like... I mean, I, you can tell that he, I mean, he steals his own shot from Bad Boys 2, which oh, he yeah, also reused in, in, in well, the, 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 the uh, movement through the hole in the wall, like, which, oh, he, yeah. which he started in Bad Boys 2 and then ripped off for Transformers 2. Yeah, he put it in Transformers and then, also. And then he also, like, ripped it off again. Like, it's literally, like, he probably just programmed, the. they probably took the exact shot and just mapped stuff on top of it, didn't even, like, reshoot that.
1: Um, well, I think that's like he's you know he's known for the the spinny shot like in the first Bad Boys, and he yeah. put it in The Rock, you know like when they're standing up and stuff, and then like I feel like that's like his that's like the evolution of the spinny shot is like in Bad Boys 2, Yeah, but and I then even, he just kept using it. In, I don't uh, even know
0: if he actually like recreated it though. I mean, it's it's sort of public knowledge that he literally will reuse like yeah he'll reuse that, stuff. Yeah, like there's there's the shot you can um. Somebody well, clearly just, he
1: reshot that though, but it's like almost it's the exact same uh, movement though yeah
0: but if you, if you look at like there's there's a scene that, I saw it on YouTube somebody put a scene from Bad Boys Two, like the car chase scene, and yeah. then the Decepticon chase scene um, from Transformers oh it's three. The, it's the island the island oh yeah the the islands right the yeah. island in Transformers three.
1: Three,
0: yeah, 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 or like it's literally the same car being hit with the same invisible object, and like,
1: but there's a Decepticon, in yeah, it, instead of a dead, door yeah. or
0: whatever the hell is. Fly- or, well, uh, I,
1: and also I know that he, I know that he's done that before. Like he'll put, uh, he put shots of uh, some of the like big uh, Marine like you know uh, destroyers from Pearl Harbor in like one of the Transformers movies.
0: Yeah,
1: um, but. But, like, I, I think for that, like, I, I know that he, he's done that a lot, but, like, the. That. Uh, I think that one for. With the island in Transformers 3. I think that was where, like, they had. Like, something. It was, like, a thing where. Um, when they were shooting, they didn't get, like, enough footage or something. And then, like. So he just reinserted. Yeah. That footage from the island to, like, make up for like, the shots he didn't have or something.
0: Yeah, but anyways... I mean, uh, whatever,
1: you know, being uh, resourceful, I guess.
0: All, all that aside, like, th- this film is clearly just him trying to have fun, and I think I, I appreciate it on the level of, like, everybody involved in this project is obviously having a good time. Like, you can just see the good timeness of it all, because, like, the characters are... Ridiculous, and it's weird the transformation they go they go from too because it, as it starts out, um, Daniel Lugo, whatever his name is, um, uh, Mark Wahlberg's character, like he has a very like his motivations are they're not they're not pure, but like he's he's upset at the place he is in life, and he's just watching this like douchebag, just like insult other people and say how everybody else sucks and how awesome he is and just brag about all the stuff and like he's motivated by the fact that this guy who doesn't like clearly doesn't deserve it um has everything when everybody around him has nothing and he wants to rob him of that but like (laughs) pretty quickly on it it grows beyond just that intention of taking away from this guy who he thinks doesn't deserve something to like getting more for himself and the, all the people he has involved in the project just get in over their head more and more and more and like it's yeah. like it starts off and you kind of like you feel you feel kind of bad for um, uh, Anthony Mackey's character uh, w- with like just his his obsession with needing to get bigger and stuff like that but then like over time you're like there's not really like a re- like there's no end goal for it he's just obsessed with being bigger and it's yeah. like all the characters really just become these these tragic uh people who, like, you slowly stop being on their side. Like, at, at first, you kind of want them to succeed because, like, you feel bad for them, but then, like, as the film goes on, you feel less and less bad for them, and you never really feel on the side of, like, uh Tony Shalhoub's character because he's just sort of a dickhole, and, like, you're not really... You don't really care what's happening to him, but you still, like as as the film progresses, you start to care less and less about every single of the characters. Like, the only person who's actually a good guy is Ed Harris.
1: Is Ed Harris, yeah. And... You, you want him to, like, you know, show up the cops who are just like, I don't believe this guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just... it It's a weird-ass movie, but it's... It is very fun, and it is ridiculous, and... Yeah, I mean, obviously visually impress- impressive. I mean, no matter what you say about Michael Bay, you can't, like, insult his ability to just shoot something very flashy and oh, make, it, yeah. make it look visually interesting.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, it's there's always there's a kineticism to this movie and to any of his movies, but to this movie especially. Like, I was hearing some reviews saying, like, oh, it was, you know, it could have used about 10 to 20 minutes cut out. I was like, I didn't think it was it felt long at all like i thought it it kind of you know flew right by like i i could have watched like another 10 minutes or 20 minutes or so
0: i, I think it feel it, it did feel long to me not in not in the bad sense necessarily but i mean it felt like this yeah. is a long ass story like a crap like there, there's yeah, like, there's the like crap load
1: of stuff they have to put into this uh story
0: yeah like I, I expected just from the trailer that like the the initial stuff would happen, like the setup would happen. They'd kidnap them. Everything would be good, and then most of the film would be like Ed, Ed Harris trying to capture them. But right. it's like that doesn't even start to play in until like a long time later. Um, yeah, until so about
1: halfway through the movie.
0: There's just so there's just a lot of stuff that happens, and each p each chunk of the story is like surprisingly. Um, it there's just, there's just a lot of stuff happening in this film and it does yeah. ma- it doesn't make it feel uncomfortably long but it definitely feels like when it's done you watched a really long um you a, a, lo- a long span of time
1: <laughs> right but, i mean it's but it, you feel you feel like it's earned like you feel like it needs to be that long like i i didn't think that it felt bloated or anything like i i thought that you know this is a story that deserved to be over 2 hours like yeah uh, you know, and uh, obviously, like, you know, there's a lot of information from this story because it's so crazy. And um, you know, I actually thought it got even more entertaining as it went along because it just like the you know, uh, their actions, the characters' actions, and the situations they're getting themselves into just kept getting more and more ridiculous. And, uh, that was, that was fun to watch. And I, and I read, you know, uh, I oh, don't know, no, I don't, I don't know what I was going to say, but I was, I went off on the wrong tangent, but, uh, <laughs> I know I was going to say how, um, the actors in the film, like it this, you know, you were saying how like they, they seem like everybody was having a fun time making this movie. Um, and I, I just think, you know, like from an actor's perspective, this is like a dream role because you're. You're just playing like these characters who are just so, uh, you know, like heightened and just crazy, and you know, getting getting to get it, you know, play these scenes that are just you know really manic and uh, you know big and uh, just doing like some of the actions like that has to be like just fun to do. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine. You know, like you said, but uh, like uh, I don't know. There's that. There's that one scene at the end near the end, um, where they're all in Anthony Mackie's house and Mark Wahlberg does his like, you know, he's like, he's doing like about, you know, 20 to 30 lines in like one single breath. Yeah. You know, it was like the, it was like the scene in Ted where he's like rifling off all the names. Uh, that's just reminded me of that. Like anytime, like Mark Wahlberg busts into that kind of stuff, like it's hilarious to me. Yeah, Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, just like, and stories that start off where, you know, they got this plan and it's just kind of not going according to plan. Like movies that like never go according to plan, but then like just keep getting worse and worse as things go along. Like those are always the best to watch. Like yeah. things that just keep escalating in badness. <laughs> like you, you think like there can't be anything that can go more wrong and then it does.
0: Yeah, this is sort of like, it sort of reminded me of, like, a really flashy uh, and money-backed version of Suicide Kings, if you've ever seen that movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, it has it has the feel of that sort of thing, where it's like, these guys have this thing, it should be super simple, they just gotta do this thing real fast, and then they'll yeah. all be good, and then it just turns out that they're, like, in a really bad situation. And it's like, we we talked in in last week's What We've Been Watching segment about the, the film um, The Imposter and how like if you didn't know this was true like you wouldn't you couldn't possibly believe that it was actually a true story like it just doesn't make any sense and in this film it's like that to the extreme like there's even a point in the film where like it pauses the action and it says remember this is a true story or something (laughs) yeah
1: this is still a true story (laughs) Uh,
0: and like uh, that uh, that got a big laugh from um from the audience i was with and um, I th- I think just, I think most of the people that saw this were enjoying it. Uh, there there was one dad who brought his little kid in, and I wonder how that. <laughs> I, I still don't understand why people. It's
1: gonna be like GI Joe. Duh.
0: Yeah, exactly. said, <laughs> "Well, the rocks in it, it can't be that bad, right?"
1: No, of course not. Oh it's, man, it's gonna be like Journey Two.
0: Yeah, I I just I. I
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I could see, like, you know, we've talked about uh, certain movies in the past where you're like, yeah, like, I would recommend it to a certain amount of people, but not to some. Um, This is definitely a movie I could see some people just not liking whatsoever. Yeah, Possibly walking out. Like, I I could feel like uh, maybe, like, some of the older crowd walking, you know, going to see this movie for, I don't know, the actors or something. Intrigue. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, you know, walking the, out like after Mark the Walberg. first, yeah, Mark Wahlberg, somebody, and then walking out after the first like thirty minutes or so, like I, I can see that.
0: Yeah, no, that that that's definitely a, a, a huge possibility. Like if 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 this was acted by anyone else other than the three leads, and like presented by anyone else other than Michael Bay, I would probably say it's a walkoutable movie, like for sure. It would be
1: pretty boring.
0: But, but like, it's, it has so much flair and so much, like, genuine fun in it that it makes it become watchable. Like, it's...
1: Yeah, and pl- I mean, plus the three leads are inherently likable actors, so that helps, too. And the other thing, like, you know, I was saying how some of these reviews were bashing it because it was too excessive Michael Bay's style. It's like, you know... I, I, I just to me, that's like what like, like what did what did you expect going into a movie that's directed by Michael bay? like i I feel like that is what you would expect if you go see a Michael Bay film. That's what I would hope to expect. like i I feel like if Michael Bay just shot this movie traditionally, like I'd be, you know, I would be uh, not on board with that. Like I would want him to bring his style to. You know the project that he's doing. Like, I wouldn't want to see him not do that. Like, that would be boring to me.
0: But the, but the trailer was also upfront with the ridiculousness of it. Like, there there was nothing in the yeah, trailer yeah. that that I think sold this film as anything other than what it was. Like, you know, I, I said when the first trailer came out that like I was completely uninterested in the story. But the more I watched the trailer, the more I was kind of like being won over by actually wanting to see the film. And yeah. that was because it did sell the, the zaniness and like the just the just the the overall ridiculousness of the characters and the story and pretty much everything about the film was over the top. And that is ultimately what made me get interested in it in the first place. And that was the part that was interesting about the film. So I I don't think this, this is a, a, like it'd be different if, um, you know, your, your trailer sold this film as an action film and it, and it turned out to be some weird, like crazy drama that was just people sitting around tables talking yeah. and then you're like, well, you're like the the woman who's, or, you know, the people that complain that drive wasn't just a, a, like a crazy driving movie. Like there was a bunch of, yeah, other it stuff. wasn't
1: a fast and furious type movie. Yeah.
0: Like I, I mean, I can understand on some level those people's complaints because the trailer sells it as this crazy, like somebody should be behind the wheel of a car the entire movie and like, okay, I get right, it. Yeah, I get it. That didn't happen. So I can see why you were confused that it ended up that way. But I think this trailer was pretty upfront and honest about what you were, what you should expect going into it. And if that took you by surprise, then you missed the point of the trailer. Oh yeah.
1: Like, and that's, yeah. And that's exactly what I'm saying with it. That's why I was, you know, kind of, you know, baffled by these reviews that I read that said they were, you know, complaining that it was too excessive and that Michael Bay style was like almost distracting or whatever. And I was just like, I, you know, I, I don't see how that, you know, in terms of this story, I don't see how that's a, a negative. Yeah. And also, like you said, it's sold to you in the trailer. Like, it's going to be a crazy ride. Like, it's going to be that movie. Um, So, I don't know. I don't know what people were expecting or the people that said that were expecting. Yeah. But uh, I was uh, fulfilled in my expectations, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> In that it was gonna be a crazy movie.
0: Yeah, I, I would say it delivered on what my expectations were. It,
1: it delivered the Bayham, if you will. <laughs> the Bayham. <laughs> oh. I would say it's a, I would say it's a supremely entertaining film. Uh taco supremely entertaining, if you will. <laughs> oh,
0: <dude. laughs> I'm just thinking now I'm thinking of <laughs> Anthony Mackie's like that spiel he goes on
1: um oh about working at the taco shop <laughs>
0: yes <laughs> uh good times well anyways um, but oh that's
1: the other thing product placement would be a Michael Bay movie without that I like when they, I love when they walked into Home Depot and it was just like the Home Depot you know for when you need to chop up bodies <laughs> come I'm to sure. Home Depot. We got all your supplies.
0: I'm sure Home Depot really loved that endorsement.
1: I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's oh, a glowing endorsement to Home Depot. <laughs> yeah.
0: Especially when they talked about how they only <laughs> they only sell <laughs> what was it, like Chinese <laughs> crap.
1: Yeah, the the chainsaw that was made of made in China
0: the what I forget exactly exactly the phrase. I can't he used. remember it was like,
1: something like something something China crap. Yeah. <laughs> is what he said. And like, then he kept repeating made in, it. Made in and China I, crap. Yeah, and then like I love how they bring back the chainsaw and it's still got the hair in it. And it's just like <laughs> what they didn't even bother to try and take it out. <laughs> like, oh, you got fur in this. It's broken.
0: <laughs> Alright, well, Carson, I think it's about that time that we just go ahead and get into our verdict for this film. If you were going to give this a must-see, a recommend with a caveat, wait for rental pass with a caveat, or must-avoid, what would you give it?
1: Well, I think it's pretty obvious that I would give it a must-see. <laughs> um, for, all but, on, uh, for
0: all audiences?
1: For all audiences. Approved for all audiences, clearly. Um, you know, but obviously, like I said in the past, uh, I would, you know... <laughs> To certain people, I would not say to see this movie because I would know they just would not like it. Um, I, I, w- I wouldn't say my parents, though, because I actually think they would maybe enjoy this movie purely because it's based on a true story. Like, if I I'd sell you and I tell them, like, I feel like if it wasn't based on a true story, they would might not be into it. But, like, um, you know, if I if I told them, like, yeah, man, this painting game, it's crazy. Like, it's based on a true story. Like, you won't even believe the like, kind of stuff that happens. I, I can see that. I can see him getting behind it.
0: So purely on its educational value.
1: Yeah, but but like a movie like Spring Breakers, though, no. But this, I can maybe see.
0: Yeah, I think this is way more accessible than Spring Breakers uh, on like basically every single level possible. Um, and Spring Breakers is really only <laughs> worth watching for James Franco's performance. Um, <laughs> beyond that, it's a little bit sketchy.
1: <laughs> and, uh, oh, I was going to say that, uh, you know, both these movies utilize a voiceover i I like the voiceover in pain and gain like how it switched back from uh different characters perspectives
0: yeah that, that was an interesting choice to have like each each character narrates their own introduction to the story and like at different points in the story their motivations at that given time um i thought that was an interesting touch and that's that's part of the way that's part of what like made me feel it was it was just a film about having fun because that is almost overly stylized in a way that, like, you shouldn't narratively actually be doing. Like, there's no yeah. reason in the context of the story for you to tell the story from that vantage point. Like, you're you're breaking all, like, not rules, but, like, y- you know, like, the story is obviously Daniel Lugo's story, but by doing that, you make it all these other characters' stories during the course of it. So it kind of just... It's really playing with conventions in a really fun way, and I I enjoyed that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I would agree. Yeah,
0: but that being said, I definitely don't think this film is accessible to all audiences, so I'm giving it a recommend with a caveat. And to follow up your joke that you're probably thinking, again, this week, um, the caveat being must-see. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I th- obviously. I, I think if if you if you were entertained at all by the trailers um then this is a must see for you um you're going to have fun with this it's ridiculous it's it's kind of awesome in a lot of different ways um and it's just it baffles my mind how stupid these crooks were and just like what they were going through and um yeah it's just it's just a fun time and i think you'll enjoy it for other people who you know were completely turned off by the trailer, yeah, this film is going to turn you off even more than the trailer did. Um, yeah, and it is—it's definitely not something for everyone. But I think if you've sat through anything Michael Bay has, do- has done in the last several years and enjoyed it on any level at all, then you'll definitely enjoy this.
1: Yeah, for sure. Especially like his older stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, if, if you've only seen the Transformers movies, then maybe not, but
0: I, I think if you've only seen the Transformers movies and you enjoyed those, then you'll definitely like this.
1: <laughs> uh, I guess so. Yeah. Especially if you enjoy Transformers 2. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this uh, review for the spoiler warning. Um, Carson, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can you do that?
1: Um, you can find me at the gym or at <laughs> practicalcandy.wordpress.com. com. <laughs> gotta get gotta get that pump dude yep uh I'm, you, on, I'm on team jesus
0: you can find me uh being a doer and not a donter over at, <laughs> <laughs> at christopher in or twitter.com slash christopher irl you can find the podcast over at the warning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show including uh stuff that yeah this, this is the only review we've done this week so not including other reviews
1: just other stuff
0: yeah but there'll be other episodes in the feed as usual um, you can follow us on Twitter when those episodes go live at twitter.com spoilerwarning or you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. And uh, yeah, the, the last two extra episodes that we did, I forgot to mention where the music for the episode was coming from. But in this case, should be coming from the soundtrack to Pain and Gain. Um, so hopefully you're having fun with that right now because it should be playing. But, uh, yeah, thank you for joining me, Carson.
1: Yep. Thank you for having me.
0: And thank you everybody for listening. We will catch you all next time.